Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good sweet Lord, that intro is amazing. Shout out to Carter Harrell and Cameron Kennedy for that absolute magic. Of course, I am Tim Geddes. I'm so excited to say that this is one of the rare occasions that I have an excuse to wear two different bomber jacket looking things at once, which is very exciting. I get to live my best life today alongside Nick Hammer Scarpino. Negative ghost rider, the pattern is full. We have Matt Wolfman Batson. Andy, did you get your name yet? I'm doing it right now. It's asking me, uh, you pick out flowers at the store. Their color is bright like the sun. I'm, yeah, I'm still going. I'm still, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know in a second. Okay. Okay. Well, then, so I'm chewing gum though. Up, I feel like that's part of it. Yeah. yeah I'm going to chew that's gum. That's good. Your little character traits here. Yeah. And uh, while I'm waiting for that, it's time for the big reveal, everybody. I need it. I need Welcome, it. Mike Jetwash. Howard. Audio listeners very confused. I feel the need for speed, baby. Looks incredible. I don't understand. I do not understand why people doubt me. Mike, you look incredible. This is the look, man. This is the look. Woo! I'm feeling good, Nick Scarpino. I'm feeling good, Hammer. Is that your real mustache? Is it right here? He looks That's great. Awesome. That he looks, looks really great. good, Mike. That this looks really great. <laughs> I can't believe it's taking this long. gets to the camera. It's like, What's his the call sign? Day of my life. Uh, his call sign is Jetwash. Jet, right? You don't jet want to be jet. left in my wake. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jetwash. The wake of the jet. Jetwash, this is Solstice coming in. Solstice. Y'all, everyone, you can go. What's the website? What's my call sign.com? What's my call sign.com? You can go there to where we all got ours, including Nick Hammer, Scarpino. Now we have right. Andy Solstice Cortez, Matt Wolfman, Batson. I just took mine from the movie because all mine were really bad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I just did mine and I got Tim Blockchain Gettys. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking awesome, everybody. Welcome to Kind of Funny's In Review. We're doing Top Gun In Review, where we're going to rank, review, and recap the top gun movies we're doing both movies in the same week it's unheard of and i can't wait uh this was my very first time ever watching this film and i can't wait to talk about it with this beautiful group of human beings you can watch it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you if you wanted to get the show ad free and watch it live as it's being recorded you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Molecule, Fargo, Brady, and Anonymous have all done. We appreciate you all so very much. Uh, today, we're brought to you by Me Undies, but I'll get to all of that later. My God, you look so good. Look <laughs> this so is going to be very, great. very hard hey. to do the show without being distracted by how damn great we all look. Uh, today, we're talking about Top Gun, inspired by an article. Top Guns 
by Ehud Yone. From the May nineteenth, just an article. <laughs> yeah, dude, a fucking article from the night, the May nineteen eighty three issue of California Magazine, Andy. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Which featured aerial photography by the then Lieutenant Commander Charles Heater Heatley. Fuck, that's so cool. Smoking heater. <laughs> heaters, dude. <laughs> it was released on May sixteenth, nineteen eighty six. And in 2015, the United Damn States of America Library of Congress selected the film for preservation at the National Film Registry, finding it culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. What took him so long? I don't know. I just don't know. The producers knew the film was a big hit when leather jackets and white t-shirts became in again. Thank you, Top Gun. Thank you very much. That's, and then another... that's what they needed to convert. Yeah. Also, also they, knew, they knew it was a big hit when it made billions of dollars. Yeah, exactly. Also. Exactly. Uh, and then the other thing that is like definitely more of like a ah, thing is right on the back of this film's success, the U.S. Navy set up recruiting booths in the major cinemas oh, yeah. to try and catch some of the adrenaline-charged guys leaving the screenings. They had the highest applications rate for years as yeah, a result. So, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, this movie is just propaganda. So keep yeah, all then, that in mind. But then people figured out you have to know math to be a pilot. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, that's too hard. I can't do that. It's over. Yeah. Uh, this one was directed by Tony Scott, mm-hmm. who is Andy Cortez. I'm Tony Scott. Ridley Scott's brother, exactly, the director of Alien and Blade Runner. Uh, So Tony Scott here was an English film director, producer, actor, screenwriter, and editor, best known for directing highly successful action and thriller films such as Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Days of Thunder, The Last Boy Scout, True Romance, and the list goes on and on and on, I'm sure. He was very, very key to Nick Scarpino's childhood. Is that oh, fair to say? My God, yes. And what's great about Tony Scott is that you can he had this he had a very distinct aesthetic. And if you want to see the difference between his style and other people's style, would just watch a little of Beverly Hills Cop one and then watch Beverly Hills Cop Two. Everyone in Beverly Hills Cop Two is sweating. It's just noir lighting. There's shades of light on everyone, and there's every environment is full of smoke, even though no one's ever smoking in that. It just looks so cool. And it's the same in this movie and the same in Days of Thunder. Tony Scott was a badass. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, Nick, everybody's the, sweaty in this movie, too, man. They're so like, sweaty. They're so sweaty. So sweaty. <laughs> and they love it, yeah. Oh, my God, Andy, yes. There you go. <laughs> uh, I got a lot of fun facts about the music on this one, and I oh, was very excited to talk about this. Harold Faltermeyer, uh, no faults in this for me, but uh, he did the music for this. Additionally, the soundtrack to the film has since become one of the most popular movie soundtracks to date, reaching nine times platinum status. Jeez, the movie won both an Academy Award for Best Original Song and a global, a Golden Globe Award. Sorry, guys. These, the blue They're so hard to pick. You can't read. It's making everything have that, like, 3D effect, so it's yeah. kind of hard to read, but I ain't taking them off. Um, the movie won both an Academy Award for Best Original Song and a Golden Globe Award for Best Original Song for Take My Breath Away, mm-hmm. performed by Berlin. I did not know that In- this movie... Go for it, Matt. So, so, so yeah, no fault of Faltermeyer, but the other star behind the these Come strings on. is the father of disco, Giorgio Marauder, okay? Yes. So this guy out here, I didn't even realize it. He, so he wrote Take My Breath Away, he wrote Danger Zone, and he, just, he just put it all together. He just found the right, the right team to perform it. I mean, you, if you aren't familiar with him, you are, you yeah. just don't know his name. But if you've ever listened to Daft Pump's Rent, 
Daft Punk's Random Access Memories, there's one song that's just called Giorgio, Giorgio. and it just mm-hmm. goes through his life story, and it's like a 13-minute epic. It's, it's a the fucking song. dopest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, but Faltemeyer is best known for composing the Axel F theme for the feature film Beverly mm-hmm. Hills Cop, an influential synth-pop hit set in the 1980s. This motherfucker did Top Gun and that, Nick. That's not fair. That makes sense. That's too I think, much power. I, I think I remember seeing Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer were uh, inspired when they saw Beverly Hills Cop 2, and that's why that's why they approached Tony Scott. And that makes sense that Tony Scott took his team from that movie and brought him over to this. He also composed the Top Gun anthem for the feature film mm-hmm. Top Gun. So the Beverly nice. Hills Cop and Top Gun projects earned him two Grammy Awards, first in 1986 for Best Album of Original Score, written for a motion picture or television series, as a co-writer of Beverly Hills Cop, and then second in 1987 for Best Pop Instrumental Performance with guitarist Steve Stevens, yep. who's Billy Idol's guitarist uh, for the Top Gun anthem, where he just goes off on this soundtrack. Oh, I thought you meant Billie Eilish. <laughs> uh, he started playing piano at the age of six. At 11, a Nuremberg music professor discovered that Faltemeyer had absolute pitch. His boyhood years combined training in classical music with developing interest in rock and roll. Then, in 1978, Giorgio Moreto discovered his talent and brought him to Los Angeles to play keyboards and arrange the soundtrack for the film Midnight Express, eventually collabing on Top Gun. I could not put every single one of those words <laughs> in the ring roll for this. That he was like, no he was like the Top so Gun cool. of absolute pitch, like having, like, like having that musical skill. He went to his school for it. That's awesome. So fucking cool. This movie had a budget of 15 million dollars in a box office of 357.1 million dollars that's insane for back then utterly insane um and i love that i was reading just the like the top level pitch of what this movie is and even that somehow made it cooler Cruz plays lieutenant pete maverick mitchell a young naval aviator aboard the aircraft carrier uss enterprise he and his radar intercept officer, Lieutenant Nick Goose Bradshaw, are given the chance to train at the U.S. Navy's Fighter Weapons School at Naval Air Station Miramar in San Diego, California. When this movie starts and I hear that they're going to Miramar, I was like, damn, shit's getting real. And I'm like, oh, no, they're just That's going to San, San Diego. Diego. <laughs> this shit's getting real yeah. in a different fucking way. Very close to Myanmar, but no, it is Miramar, Yeah. <laughs> So let's get right into it. Andy Cortez, you join me in the group here of people that haven't seen this movie before, at least not fully. What right. did you think? Yeah, like main, many of the other 80s movie watch-alongs we've done for in review, this was another one that I'd seen a handful of times just as it was on TV at my parents' house when I, growing up as a kid. And I'm aware of all of the cultural touchstones, uh, mostly the volleyball scene. Most and then of course this movie kind of taught me that oh Nick got call the ball from this movie, mm-hmm. um, and which is something that he's been saying forever that I never knew that was the reference for. Um, yeah, this is my first time watching it all the way through. Um, basically, as an adult, I think every other time I watched it, I was probably like under the age of ten. Um, this movie is cool as hell. It's it, it makes me just want a Gundam movie. Also, like I just. If you tell me that uh, there's a cool young pilot who's a hot shot and he's a little too risky, a little fly boy, it's the coolest shit of all time. Like, I just love somebody having to prove themselves and then uh, obviously getting hit with, like, terrible tragedy and how are they going to overcome that moment. 
and then banging the teacher. It's the coolest shit of all time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Batson, what did you think? So uh, similar here, this is probably the first time that I've seen this movie since I would have been like under 10 as well. This was one of my sister's favorite movies. Uh, so growing up, she would always like, she's like, watch Top Gun. We got to watch Top Gun. And she'd put the, the tape in the VCR and uh, force me to watch it. She forced me to love Tom Cruise, uh, that and, and uh, just all that stuff. So uh, the things that stuck with me were always the iconic scenes. It's the it's the volleyball it's the upside, the inverted plane. It's all that stuff. And all that stuff is still what sticks to me. I think, like, when you look at it now, like, apart from all the, you know, the regular 80s things that don't age well, uh, it is kind of weird how, like, it seems like a lot of the movie, it's it could be stock footage of Jets. I mean, obviously, it's choreographed. <laughs> and there's, like, a lot of, of miniatures and stuff. But it is very chaotic in between in between these iconic scenes. But... You, you you can make an argument that this is a bad move, but we're not going to make that argument. No. <laughs> we're not going to move on. No, not that. here. Not here. I love that. I love that. So I'm, I'm going to jump in after that now, being the only other person here that hasn't seen this before. Because, Mike, you were indoctrinated a couple months ago. So uh, I, I had a blast watching this. It's it, I'm kind of with Matt in the way that it's hard to call this a movie. It definitely is more of an experience. I am mad at myself for having waited this long for this particular experience. Um, I had a blast from start to finish. I thought that in the beginning, it was a little hard to really tell what was going on, kind of like what Matt's talking about, the amount of uh, airplanes <laughs> that are yeah. going on. The, the first sequence is definitely the worst, but but yeah. And, and But the thing is, by the time it ended, I was like, you know what? I'm keeping up with this. I understand the language that they kind of taught me with, mm -hmm. with how this shit kind of goes and the way that it's shot and kind of uh, presented. And they were doing really damn cool things the whole way through. What an amazing cast of characters. I was so enamored with uh, Goose the yeah. entire time. Mm -hmm. And I did not see that coming. And when he went down, it hit me so hard. And I'm like, dude, Top Gun, it made me feel something. I didn't expect that from this movie. Not that type of feeling. I knew I was going to get a lot of hype and a lot of the iconic moments. Like, oh, that's where that came from. And that's mm -hmm. the context of this. I will say, um, I haven't seen this movie before. I've seen the volleyball scene 300 times in its in, <laughs> in, in full. Thanks uh, <laughs> to the kind of funny morning show. Um, and somehow I feel like having context somehow gives it less context. Yes. Um, 100%. But, you know, again, that's the whole thing. The funny thing is this movie doesn't feel like a hit. Like, it feels like a cult classic. And I, I wonder if it felt like a hit back then. Because it's like, compared to the other things coming around around uh, that time, it's like, it does have that kind of propaganda vibe. Even then, where it's like, what? This is kind of, it's weird how it all comes together. Uh, especially when, and this, again, I'm saying a lot of this stuff that sounds negative, but I mean it out of pure love because I fucking love this movie. But like, the entire thing is just it, it sounds like the music is 90 percent karaoke versions of hit songs we know like i swear all the synth and stuff it just has that kind of like everything feels like this love ballad that's like just slightly off but it makes it fucking perfect and the mm -hmm. fact that the top gun anthem itself plays 90 times and every time hits harder than the last time when it fucking starts and we see i want to call it a title crawl it's not a title crawl it's, not it's just a bunch of white words on a screen and it says and they called it and then boom top yeah. gun i was like oh, i need to take a breath <laughs> like this <laughs> this is what i'm strapping in for here yeah. <laughs> so, by the way you know you're watching an old classic movie 
when the intro graphics kind of shake a little bit <laughs> like, like they're not just static digital it's like <laughs> they got a little wobble to them but also tim do you know that that intro is what inspired the intro to mass effect where when you play mass oh. effect you get the same words on the thing of like scientists discovered a blah 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 that allows uh, the scientists, the blah blah blah. They called yeah, it called this, it. but uh, but we call it boom mass effect. Mass effect. <laughs> it's awesome, man! Thing. It's so sick. <laughs> no, but I mean that goes to it. This is iconic. Like this movie is undeniably iconic, and it earns every single one of those moments. And for as weird as some of the choices are, like I I totally dig it. I totally vibe with it, and I'm happy that this movie lived up to the hype for me of of just being as iconic as it is and it just mm -hmm. has such a great cast of characters so much fun so much ridiculous shit and um so much perfect exquisite use of every licensed song in it because i don't think they play a single song just once i think everything has to come back at least two three four Why would maybe they five times yeah. yeah and that's a weird thing about it too is like you say licensed song but for this movie they were original and so i think that's one of the things that like ages very awkwardly is like they're playing Take My Breath Away four times. But to them, you know, they just wrote this dope-ass, you know, uh, wait, art, so wait, and they're just going to keep playing it. Were all the Kenny Loggins songs original, too, or do they license those? Because Playing With The Boys, was that Playing With The movie? Boys was Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins wrote that one. But Danger Zone was written by write. Giorgio. Yeah. But, but Kenny Loggins performed Danger Zone. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. So they Originally, were like this. Uh, Corey Hart was approached to uh, sing that song, I Wear My Sunglasses at Night, Corey. Right, and they were like, uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry, we can one. get Kenny Loggins? Yeah. Fuck yeah. you, Corey. <laughs> Corey Hart. <laughs> Kenny yeah. Loggins, I hear, is the one who called the ball on that one. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he called the ball. That's what I'm thinking, this one. Snowbike Mike. Uh, sorry, excuse me, Jet Wash. <laughs> Thank you. What do you think? You right there. Uh, this movie's really special to me. The kind of funny best friends know, and it's a, a big thank you to the Rio up above me, my Rio. You know, he shot me and brought me along on this ride, and Top Gun is really special to me. It is a shot of adrenaline. It is everything that I need to make me smile, get me amped up and excited. And I love this movie, truly. I think it is something special. I think it is a big hit from the soundtrack, as y'all brought up. I love all of the songs. I like the growth of Maverick, right? All of the bonds that he makes with the Top Gun class. And to see him and Iceman share this bromance of, like, two brooding dudes. And each one wants to shoot for number one in the class. But then, you know, they come together. You can always be my wingman. So it's a special one right there. And uh, this is a really special movie to me. You know, kind of long. You know, I thought it would be a 90-minute uh, 80s action movie that me and Nick has watched before. But re-watching it again this weekend, I watched it twice because I loved it so much. And I love that it's just a two-hour action-packed movie. And I never want it to stop. And I love the finale, too. So I'm all in on this movie. Nick Scarpino. How I mean, do you think of Top Gun? <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, this movie is a classic and it's one of my all time favorite films as far as blockbusters are concerned. And I, I hate to admit this, but I saw this movie in theaters. And oh when I my went, God. I saw this movie in 1986 <laughs> in theaters and I walked out and I don't remember how or why, but every you got in your I had car, you drove to your girlfriend's house. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this movie was legit. Like in the eighties, it was a phenomenon and it put Tom Cruise on the map. Like mm -hmm. prior to this, he had done some, he had done some big movies. He did risky business, the outsiders, things like that. Uh, I think he did taps before this as well, but this movie made Tom Cruise a mega star. Like, and I remember walking out of that theater just being like, I want to be a pilot. I don't know what it is 
or how to do it, but that's the coolest thing ever. And I never tried, never tried hard to be those recruiters would have gotten you though. If they were, well, they were like, they were there. <laughs> well, because recruiters are like, you need to be a little short to be a pilot. I'm like, you're the perfect height, Nick. Finally, um, well, but you're no. too tall. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. A little too tall. Uh, no, I love this movie. Uh, this is one of those movies that I've watched probably tens, if not hundreds, of times throughout the throughout my years of just coming into it. It's been on TV my entire life, and it's just one of those movies that, like, you know, you start peeling back. It's got a lot of layers to it. It's got a lot of depth from from the visuals. Um, I, I think it's just shot well enough to be coherent. But when you look at modern day movies that are like about fight, like aerial combat or any like space combat, the coverage is so much better than this movie. This movie has like there's, there's always one shot that sticks out to me. It's the missile shot where they just keep cutting back to it because they couldn't afford to shoot multiple missiles. Yes. So it's just the one missile shot that goes that way over and over again. But it doesn't matter because the performances in the cockpits, the way that shot, um, the way that they kind of explain everything to you, but they don't hold your hand with a lot of like the the, the terminology. All that stuff just builds into this really really cool experience. And I will, and, and it's funny because every time I watch it, I'm kind of taken aback by the fact that who's the bad guy in this movie, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's actually not Iceman. It's definitely. I would actually argue that like Maverick is is the enemy of himself. Hundred percent. Yeah. And when you start thinking about it too, when you start pulling it back, one of the other things that blows my mind is Maverick's not number one at any stretch of the imagination. Cougar was number one at the beginning. Cougar washed out. Maverick got the case. And then Maverick doesn't get number one in Top Gun. Iceman does. Iceman and Slider get on the plaque. And so it's obviously he goes and he saves the day at the end. But like that alone, that 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 humbleness of it is one of the one of the things that I think like this movie has a lot of heart to it. Right. Obviously, the relationship with Goose. And then the fact that like randomly halfway through the movie, fucking Meg Ryan shows up. Shows up. You're like, that's <laughs> Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan yeah. was a huge deal in the 80s. Like, huge. They just got her for, like, this one part where she's, like, in three scenes. It's just a banger of a scene after Goose dies. All of that was so great. The supporting cast is unbelievable. You got Tom Skerritt, Kelly McGinnis. I mean, Jesus, Val Kilmer, just the, the role that made Val Kilmer, too. I mean, if you watch his documentary, he talks about how, like, it's the number one thing people recognize for him, which he hates because he's, like, he considers himself a real actor. And this, he tried to get out of this film because of the propaganda nature of it. And they just wouldn't let him out of it. And then, of course, it made his career. Um, he went on to do lots of other films after that. Um, but, yeah, this movie is unequivocally an iconic film. It is but it is a masterpiece of just blockbuster cinema. Um, and it's definitely one of those rewatches that if you haven't seen it, you should definitely <clears throat> check it out. Absolutely. A couple uh, facts for you on, on that, too. Like you were talking about the Val Kilmer thing. Yeah, you already nailed it there. Like he was trying to get out of it, but contractually he had to do it. Uh, meanwhile, Jerry Bruckheimer uh, was trying to convince Tom Cruise to sign up for this film after his initial reluctance. Uh, so they had the Navy take Tom up there and they do a couple 5Gs. They do some barrel rolls. They do everything. He's heaving in the plane. There's just vomit everywhere. He gets on the tarmac, runs to a payphone, and he said, I'm in. I'm doing the movie. I love it. This is great. Wow. <laughs> That's what started it. That's what yeah. put him on that trajectory. Anthony Edwards, uh, mm-hmm. who, if I remember correctly, is Goose. Goose. Correct. Yeah. Is the only actor who didn't vomit while in the fighter jets. Really? Shout so out. that is that that's badass. Uh, Tom Cruise had never ridden a motorcycle until this yeah. film. Uh, he went <laughs> yeah. to the House of Motorcycles in El Cajon, California to learn. They taught him in the parking lot of their shop. I fucking love you, Tom Cruise. But there is a dark side. Never played volleyball once before the movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here he is. Uh, the dark side of doing stunts and things like that is there's a real danger to it. Stunt pilot Art Scholl was killed during the production of the movie. He died when his uh, Pitt's camera plane failed to recover from a flat spin and plunged into the Pacific Ocean. Uh, his last words over the radio were, I have a problem. I have a real problem. 
The exact cause of the crash was never determined, and neither the aircraft nor the body were ever recovered. This film is dedicated to him. Oh, my God. Something we had to keep in mind when we're seeing Tom Cruise do all this shit. It's like, you know. There's some real professionals, yeah. And again, to I mean, to, to the to the quality of the film, and like that—that's how hard these things were to make. Like you had to follow these jets with another jet. You had to get like mm-hmm. this is all practical aerial photography. None of this was CG. I think maybe they used a few models here and there. I think for yeah. the flat spin, they used the model and things like that. But I mean, that moment. One of the other. I mean, just the just the images of the beginning of this movie. Which, by the way, if you want to, th- if you think of one color that is Tony Scott's aesthetic. It is just sunset. Orange. It Dude, is just orange. Or actually, was, I would say sunrise is probably his aesthetic. It's that orange yeah. to pink hue, which is in all of this movie. Those shots are on a real aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Those are real flight crews about to launch real fighter planes into the air. Like the shot where the plane comes in and grabs the cable and stops it, that's real. You can't not do that shit. And that comes with inherent danger, which is, but I also think why this movie is so special because there's never been something like that before. Like nobody really got that access again. Dude, yeah, it's it's crazy, and with the the color, it's like I associate that kind of vibe and look off so much with Bad Boys and with Michael Bay. But like, damn, it really was Top Gun that kind of like did oh, this, yeah. and like that oh, shit, yeah. it, it is iconic, man. It's it's real good. But uh, before we get to the plot, real quick, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. I love Me Undies from head to toe, all over my body. If you don't believe me, of course, right now I'm wearing the Me Undies shirt. You can tell by the little tag going on right there right i got the me undies lounge shorts going on of course i got the undies and then boom me undies socks baby that's how we do out here at kind of funny i love being soft head to toe in the micro modal fabric you already know all about that but if you don't let's face it summer's sweaty but your butt doesn't have to be with me undies light and breathable micro modal fabric you can stay comfy and cool all summer long they have super fun seasonal prints and Tons of styles to choose from, but if you just like classic black, that's totally cool too. They got a bunch of just bold colors for you to go for. They have super fun seasonal prints, tons of styles, and sizes extra small to 4XL, so you can bring the beach to your butt without ever leaving your living room. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you first-time purchasers. You can get 15% off if you sign up for their free-to-join membership. You can apply that 15% off to their already discounted membership prices. To get 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, Guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash kind of funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kind of funny. Tell them Tim Getty sent you. Andy Cortez, hit me. Saying, saying the plot with the boys. He's saying, saying the plot with the boys. I don't know the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> I feel the need, the need for speed. On March 3rd, 1969, the United States Navy established an elite school for the top 1% of its pilots. Its purpose was to teach the lost art of aerial combat and to ensure that a handful of men who graduated were the best fighter pilots in the world. They succeeded today. The Navy calls it fighter weapon school. The flyers call it top gun. Real quick note about this right here. So we, we paused it uh, obviously to read cause we came back late and uh, we paused it there. And my fiance Jessica's like, what do they call it? <laughs> <laughs> 
and oh Maria play, God. and she was like, "Oh yeah, oh no. <laughs> oh man, we start we start at dawn. We see all the deck crews of the F-14s and fucking America, man. This is just the coolest shit ever. The cinematography in this movie cannot be overstated. So bad. I, I believe the cinematographer's name was Jerry Kimball. Shout out to him. Uh, as the engines ignite, the F-14s launch into the sky as Highway to the Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins plays. Uh, we're over the Come Indian on. Ocean, dude. I mean. Come on. And now I'm like, do you think it's the last time you're going to hear that song? Nope. Fuck Hell you. No. We got to get our money. It's not it's, a chance. It's such a fire intro to set yes. the tone right mm-hmm. off the bat. Like, with that intro and, like, everybody's working hard. And then when that jet takes off and Highway to the Danger Zone kicks on, it's like, oh, my God. You're in for a ride, Joe. I, I will say, however... The transition in the music there, zero pretty transition. terrible. No, <laughs> transition, bro. We're going to a thousand miles an hour, it's baby. Just like, it's like it's like a like kind of is it like a like an orchestra? No, 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 but like the lead up to it, it's like oh, this is a weird like vibe. Atmospheric, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like atmospheric, and they're just kind of like setting the, like they're setting a tone for you to be kind of get whiplash from when the tone changes. And then suddenly it's like, Whoa, (laughs) it's hilarious. Um, We're over the Indian ocean. It's present day 1980s. Of course, everyone is just so sweaty in this scene. Do they not have air conditioner on aircraft carriers? I don't know. Somebody please Google that probably in that matter of national security enter principal Strickland. Did you think you were going to see the guy from Back to the Future in this, Tim? Because this was the one thing I was like, this is trip. Why is Principal Strict? I was such a dumb kid. I was like, I don't understand why they got the principal <laughs> from Back to the Future in this. It was so weird. Anyway, he gets an alert that an uh, enemy MiG-28 is in the airspace and wants to know which of his pilots are in the air. We got Cougar and Merlin and Goose and Maverick, uh, so the latter cool. of which Principal Strickland is not excited for so he does not like goose and maverick then we get over there and we hear one, another iconic line talk to me goose uh they uh, as they first think uh the mig is a single but as soon they realize uh, there's another signal that pops up on the radar now they are fighting not one but two two on two maverick gives cougars and uh mig one uh excuse me gives cougar mig and heads to his mig two uh he leaves his, his wingman side maverick gets a missile lock on mig two promptly bugs out but maverick calls it back to the carrier uh call sign mustang is the name of the carrier which is cool as shit uh, MiG-1 gets a missile lock on Cougar and Cougar starts to freak. Maverick brings his Tomcat into position as MiG-2 stays locked on Cougar. Maverick can't shoot down the MiG without causing a war. So instead, he flips his plane upside down and goes cockpit to cockpit while Goose takes, takes a picture uh, that will surely come back to haunt all of them uh, when they run for Congress. Running low on fuel. Maverick heads back to the carrier, not realizing that Google, uh, Cougar is shook. Uh, Maverick lowers his landing gear uh, and then and shouts out Maverick has the ball. But the cries from Merlin, played by Tim Robbins, which is incredible, uh, to his pilot are too much for Maverick to take. And despite being ordered to land his plane, the second the wheels hit the ground, he throttles back up and launches that bad boy back into the air uh, where he takes Cougar's wing and talks his friend through a harrowing landing, uh, making both safe and sound. Uh, later that night, Cougar turns and, and his wing. They build the tension really well there. Yeah, like I, yeah, yeah. I think that it's... I, I kind of know what I'm in for when we get to these aerial action sequences because I know just as they were kind of making the movie, we have a lot of B-roll of just ships doing stuff. <laughs> How are we going to tell this story in a coherent way where it's easy to follow the action? And I think they do a pretty good job of having Cougar kind of freak out and kind of question everything in that moment. I think they do a really good job of it because I I was initially pretty worried of like, all right, it's hard enough to do this nowadays with CG and stuff and make a 
uh, a compelling story. Um, so yeah, shout out to them for actually making this, I think, read well on the screen. I'm right sure. there with you because it's it's hard, especially when it's so real. We don't know what it's supposed to look like. So it kind of all like for them to have the, the stakes that high when really we're looking at it like, well, it seems like you have it under control. Like that's a very hard challenge for them. And I think that they did a great job of like immediately explaining to us what the stakes are that he could die here and he yeah, will yeah. not see his family ever again. And shout out to the shout out to I want to say shout out to the pilots too or the the actual pilots that were piloting the planes because the the choreography of how the plane sort of shaking this mm-hmm. back and forth like it, like the shape the plane itself looks like the person that is at the helm of it is like is freaking out yeah and it it really adds and then of course the soundtrack and all that stuff because when when that cable hits and it catches you're like oh Jesus all the mm-hmm. tension just dissipates from your body and I think um, they do a, a great job too of of just establishing the tone of the movie immediately because it's. It's so fun. It's so lighthearted. They're inverted. He's flipping them off, taking the picture. And then you immediately, they just flip a switch and go to this. And it just reminds me of just every anime where it's like, we're having fun. <laughs> now it, the stakes are up to here. And this yeah, wait, man is going to die because they're out of gas. And wait till we get shook. to the end of this movie where in the span of a day and a half, everything goes to <laughs> everything shit and we changes. go to war and win the war. <laughs> Later that night, Cougar turns in his wings. Quote, I'm holding on too tight. I lost the edge. Maverick and Goose get an ass chewing for not landing their plane, and also uh, uh, something about the Admiral's daughter. And then Principal Strickland writes a line that I fucking want to say all the time, and I forget. So you're you're writing checks your ass can't cash, Tim. But yeah, despite yeah. his displeasure with Maverick and Goose, Captain Stinger still has to send someone to Miramar. Tim, that's in San Diego. You were number two. Cougar was number one. Cougar lost. South it, America <laughs> turned in his wings. You guys are number one. I got to give you your dream shot. You got to go up against the best. You two characters. Are going to Top Gun, is how he says it. Oh, I'm sorry, Tim. Did you think we were only going to use Danger Zone once? Fuck you, Tim. Here we go. We're going to take it to the danger, right into the Danger Zone, man. Uh, Tom Cruise. I didn't expect it this soon, back to back, though. I got to admit, like I knew it was going to be more than once, but good for them. (laughs) Uh, Tom Cruise just looks dope as shit, riding his badass 1980s ninja while fighter jets take off as the sun sets in Miramar, California, San Diego. Tim Uh, Jester gives a presentation while we meet the whole team. There's Wolfman, Hollywood, Maverick, Goose of course slider and the man whose flat top defined an era an entire decade one of the coolest fucking characters ever to grace the silver screen iceman tom iceman kazanski is his full name uh we see him and he's just tom just kazanski. a dick right off the that that's my favorite part uh that tom cruise just calls him kazanski yeah. over kazanski. Yeah. just like He's like, fuck, Iceman's so cool. I got to come Kazan. I got to take him down a peg. <laughs> yeah. And just every scene Val Kilmer's in this. So good. Just cool and also such a dick. Just yeah. has that vibe. Mm-hmm. Just, just looking but, at him. But Perfect. you have to respect him because he's playing the mental game. He wants to win. Slider's not out there fucking doing it. Slider's everyone's friend. Everyone loves Slider yeah. and Goose. They're, just, they're the ones to party with. But Iceman's a badass, and I love it. Uh, Jester introduces himself first, uh, to, and he says, listen, uh, now I'm going to introduce the first man ever to win the Top Gun Trophy. Lead instructor, Captain Mike Metcalf. Call sign, Viper. So badass. What so an intro. To Vipers. Viper? So Come on. And to get into, like, this call sign thing, like, this immediately makes every character endearing to me. It's like, I mean, like, like Chipper can get the fuck out of here, Slider, eh, but all the... Call Andy, signs are just we're do- excellent. We're doing a new bit that we totally forgot to tell you about. Hit the song. It's called <laughs> It's called Which Call Sign is the Best? Rank the call sign. We're going to rank the call signs. The call signs. 
That was fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. welcome to Rank the Call Signs here on a podcast within a podcast. We got 14 call signs to rank. I'm just going to go ahead and put Charles Chipper Piper right at the end there. Yep. Uh, I'm going to put Chipper there. Uh, where do we, let's, we're going to start with the lower rankings and, and, and put these in place here. Uh, next up is Charlie, uh, Charlotte Charlie Blackwood. I didn't realize Charlie was actually her, her official right. call sign in this. Uh, where do we want to put that? I'm going to put her right above. Now, do yeah. you not like Chipper because of the dude or because of the name? Because, like, Chipper Jones, come on, man. Uh, Chipper Atlanta. Jones is cool. I mean, yeah, but yeah, up against Hollywood, Larry, yeah, Chipper, like, you're down Chipper Jones is Hollywood. cool because it's, it's an upgrade for Larry, Maybe. For Larry Jones. But you're right. I think, like, in the in the pantheon here, as we're about to get into all these other yeah. call signs, I think yeah. it's got to be the bottom. I'm going okay. to I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, Char put Charlie right above that, too. Not No disrespect to yeah. Charlie, but yeah, whatever. it's kind of whatever. Uh, all right, where do we want to put Merlin? We'll do these. Oh. We'll do, yeah. Merlin's pretty, I mean, it's up there. Merlin's it's pretty high. It's solid. Yeah. Top five? We talking top five? Uh, well, I mean, it's the top of these three. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll top put Merlin above it. Top of these three. Okay. Put it so right above it. do we want to put Wolfman above or below Merlin? Oh, it's above, dude. <laughs> sure. Wolfman coming in at number 11. Now we're getting to this, the, the bangers. Now we're getting to the top 10 here on this list. Rick mm -hmm. Hollywood Nevin. So I, I just fucking love Hollywood so much. Mm -hmm. And it's the so type bad. of thing that kind of feels overdone. I mean, it had to start somewhere, and I'm assuming right. it was right fucking here. So I, I would say Hollywood's top so far. Yeah, I like Hollywood, Hollywood and Wolfman's helmets because they have the kiss ass butts. stickers. Yeah, it's butts with a big old the kiss big butts on it. The lips. Like so badass. That's yeah. so cool. You know what I never realized? They're either. my favorite team, and like we'll we'll get into it later. Obviously, I'm a, a big Wolfman fan. He is like the, it has like the George Lucas effect where like you know you just name a bunch of people even if they're in the background and you love them. And uh, Wolfman is like is like the person I locked in on like as a kid because like that's just a fucking cool name. Yeah. <laughs> like, are we gonna have a and, conversation? Is Wolfman a narc? Okay, we'll talk about that in a little bit. It's Wolfman oh, a narc. But, but know. before that, before that, my favorite part with with Hollywood and Wolfman is uh, after they do the first drill where uh, where. Uh, not Viper, the the first teacher, uh, Jester. Where Jester takes him out, they're like, he beat us in thirty seconds. And instead of like being competitive, they're just like fucking chill, man. They're like, where did hey, you great go, job, Ice Man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, continuing along the list. This is where it's gonna get interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Where do we want to put Cougar? I think below Merlin. Below Merlin, yeah, me too. Right. I like that. I respect that. I'd okay. go above Merlin. Uh, Merlin's kind of dorky to me. Merlin, yeah, but Merlin's one of those things but that, it, depending on how cool the person is, it's either the dopest thing or yeah. So I, and yeah, I feel I'll, like it fits with him being like the the co-pilot. Like Merlin, like as a co-pilot name is badass. Actually cool. All right, what yeah. about Slider? Slider above or below Hollywood? Below. Below. I don't, I don't like Slider's real name. low. Yeah, Let's slider, go yeah, above yeah. or below Merlin. Below. Below. Above or below Cougar. Below. All right, there we below. go. Ladies below. and gentlemen. Yeah. This is that's this disrespectful to Rich Rockovich. <laughs> that's okay. Uh Jester. Above or below Hollywood. Jester, I think, is Jester's very, very similar Hollywood. to like it depends on who's Jester. Yeah. <laughs> Jester. I think it's probably a bad fit right for below this one. Merlin. All right, let's do below Merlin. I like that. I respect this list so far, guys. This might be the best kind of funny list so far. <laughs> wow. What about Stinger? Tom Stinger. Stinger's Jordan. fucking awesome. That's it's a cool name. I mean, it, yeah, <laughs> that's just like, it's just the generic coolest thing ever. Yeah. Above but I, I still put that under Hollywood. Hollywood. Under Hollywood. What about above Rilla Wolfman? Ooh, below Wolfman. Stinger's under Wolfman. I'd say, okay. yeah. We'll put that we'll above put him right above Merlin. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I like this list. Uh, fuck now. I got to be honest with you. This next one is my fucking favorite. Sundown. 
Oh, Sun so cool. That's visceral, man. It hits you. And that's one of the ones in, and we'll, we'll, we've already mentioned Viper and we'll mention it again pretty soon. That's one of the ones that is uh, like, it's tied to an actual, uh, I don't know if it was Air Force or Navy, like flight group, but they were called like the Sundown Fighters or whatever, which is just so cool. That's badass. Also, the actor in this is also in Die Hard and he plays the, he plays the safe cracker in Die Hard. I fucking love him. He's so I, I feel like Hollywood, Wolfman, Sundown, all three of those are like, what day of the week is it? I yeah, I got. I'm gonna put Sundown one above Hollywood because I just feel like Sundown is such a badass call sign. Fair. I'm with it. With I'm that. with it. Fair. All right, now Fair. we're getting into the top four. We got Goose. How do we feel about Goose? Goose now. Low. Goose, Goose is, is a Goose is low. hard. All right. Because I feel like Goose. Yeah. I feel like Goose on its own, like you wouldn't have think it's cool, but he makes Goose so cool that he retroactively, does. Goose is is really cool. Like I would That's put Goose thing. in the top. Yeah. Goose is like he's my fucking guy. Like he he's yeah. the Han of the Top Gun series to me. So thus right. far, but uh, if, right, but if but in terms of just a call Goose. sign, he said if it's just a call right. sign, it's below. It's low. Yeah, so okay, okay, here's the thing. below Merlin. Here's the thing. Go like ahead. I think Goose is an endearing character. I don't think he's cool. I think like I want him to be my friend, so but right. I don't see him and go. I want to be like him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think know. he's like the perfect sidekick in. He's the perfect role. He's the perfect, like chill dude. You want at your side. Yeah. But like, I don't. It, when I look at Tom Cruise and think that dude's name is Maverick, that's the coolest combination right. of things yeah. of all time. You know what I mean? Or even like, you know, any of the other characters. So like, I would put Goose pretty low just based on name as well. Especially when like Val Kilmer calls him Mother Goose. It's like, that's. That's kind of where it's at. It's a kind of a lame name. All right, so we want to put it above or below Merlin. Oh, it pains Oof. me to say below. Mike says below. What about oh, above oh, or below Jester? Should have named his name Vulture or something. That's a cool name. <laughs> oh, man. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. He's not yeah, I like that it's off. But like, yeah. in terms of just ranking the names, I got to be real. Like, I think it's, I think it's around Jester. So right, yeah, let's put I'll it, say we'll, above just because we'll I love him so much. Okay, let's we'll go above. Jester. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, now we get to the final three. Viper, fuck. Number one, the, the top. top. Number one, the top. The top. Yeah, okay. yeah. Viper's yeah. number one. The, okay, Iceman. I mean, it's bro, close. this is a top. It's so movie. it's so close. I, so cool. Hear me it's out here. So hear me out cool. here. I I feel like Viper is just the the most purely distilled version of Sundown, where it's okay. just like, yo, that's the coolest thing I've ever fucking heard. But right. it's just so obvious. Iceman feels iconic, where it's like. Think of how many how many Icemans have been badass over time. You know right. what I mean? Like all of them. it's all it's of them. And, and all of them. Like that's the thing. It's like I, I think Iceman's number one. See, I would I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with you, Sam. Here's the reason: Viper. If you if you were if you were like Nick in little Nick, six year old Nick just got out of just ate a giant popcorn and a soda he should not have had at that age. It was probably why he's short. If you got out of this, Nick, what's the coolest name in that movie? I said Viper because in the eighties, nothing's cooler than Viper. But looking yeah. back on it, Iceman is. I mean, look at Bobby. We got Bobby, 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 Bobby. Iceman. We got I, Chuck Man, Chuck Liddell, Chuck the Iceman Liddell, Chuck Man, badass. Chuck Man, Chuck yeah. Man, Joni Liddell. We got Icebox. I'm gonna put from, Iceman uh, one. Little Giants. Where do we want to put? We'll put it at number one for now. Viper right. number two. Where do we want to put the final call sign? Maverick. I like. I'm not afraid to say it. Different. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. I'm not afraid to say it. What'd you say? Number three. Number three. three. He said number three, and he's he's right because Goose. What we all kind of are like, oh, we like the character 
So it makes a bad name good. Maverick's right. kind of a whatever name, but it's unique enough where it's like it is only him. You know, it's, I've never heard the word. Yeah, Maverick it's similar to the Goose Thing where he makes it cool. Yeah, for yeah, sure. very true. But it's right. actually cool as well. So we needed yeah. a renegade, honestly. We need a renegade somewhere Ooh. in there. All right, top ten names, top ten call signs. Number ten, uh, Jester. Number nine, Goose. Number eight, Merlin. Number seven, Stinger. Number six, Wolfman. Number five, Hollywood. Number four, Sundown. Number three, Maverick. Number two, Viper. And the coolest call sign yet in the Top Gun franchise, Iceman. What a list. Back to the plot. Uh, Let's see. The best driver and his Rio. Love that name. I didn't even realize that, but I love that Mike's already incorporated that in his lexicon. Get their name on the plaque, and they have the option to come back uh, here to be instructors, which I always thought was weird. You're like, you got the best pilots on the planet. Why are you putting them? Why are you <laughs> sidelining them? But whatever. Gentlemen, this school is about combat. There are not points. There are no points for second place. Later that night, they head to the local bar where pilots go to meet ladies. Uh, Maverick and Goose spot Iceman wearing his aviators in the bar. Mm-hmm. Throwing that out there. It's nighttime. Uh, Goose tells Maverick that Iceman is the best. And everyone fucking knows that Iceman and Slider, of course, give them shit for sliding into Top Gun on, on Cougar's coattails. And then they make uh, a bet that Maverick can get laid for $20. And Maverick, so this of course, is the, the the situation is we we literally can't quote every single line of this movie because then we will yes, be we here can. all day. But I need to quote the line. Hey, call him Iceman. It's the way he flies. Ice cold. No mistakes. Holy shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> cool. I love it. Uh, let's see. Now, okay. Uh, he spots Kelly McGinnis from across the bar. I was like, that's the one. That's the one mm-hmm. I'm going to hit on. And I, I'll tell you this. If, if there is one criticism I have of this movie, it's that I that Tom Cruise and Kelly McGinnis, McGillis. How do you say her last name? Is it McGinnis or McGillis? McGillis, McGillis right? They, McGillis, do, they have absolutely zero chemistry. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. I've felt so it. I don't know what you're talking about. No, what what it is, Mike, is it's all sexual tension and zero chemistry. That's where they're at. Like this is like the epitome okay. of that where the the actors are trying their best to sell it just with their faces, but all of the lines are horrible. <laughs> It's, and it's like you, you they don't believe in anything that they're saying. Oh, I I I kind of disagree only in the moment where uh where she, he's at her place and she's like this is going to become a problem. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah it is. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Maverick spots Charlie from across the bar of course and tells Goose, she quote, she's lost that love and feeling and Goose does not like this. He goes, oh, no, Matt, she has. And he goes, oh, she has. Goes, I hate what she has. I hate what she loses. Love feeling. And love then it. the most iconic scene from this movie. And you might oh, not yeah? believe it, Tim. No. But the yeah. scene that inspired <laughs> multiple people to embarrass themselves, myself included, in front of oh, a no. lot of uh, unsuspecting young women uh, oh, no. is this scene where <laughs> oh, they, no. sing, no. they sing to him in the bar. And, the, and then, But the only thing that's great about it is, first off, neither of them are good singers. But then the entire bar gets into it, and it becomes this moment. And then Sundown yep. fucking breaks it down, which is incredible. Yeah. But Dude, maybe... I, I, at this during this happening, I looked over at G, and I was like, "Can you imagine this actually happening to you?" And she was like, "Tim, it's this happened. has happened to me. <laughs> I told and you, it's happened to every woman I know. Every woman. So <laughs> every fuck? every guy grew up thinking this was the move." And man, you look back on it now, and nothing that comes in, in the next like twenty minutes should ever be no. done again. No, Especially not no. The ladies no. none of this will do, no. No. do that. But I will tell you, it takes some stones if you don't know how to sing to walk up, grab the mic from the from the stage, and just go. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Is he bothering? You never close your eyes I anymore. The, yeah, that, uh, singing ability, like that was fun. Yeah. But I also love the just the kind of meta ness of the fact that all the pilots in the bar 
are like, oh, he's doing the love and feeling movie. And they just got here. They just like, at least just, yeah. Goose and Maverick, they're like, oh, we know this one from back home. They teach oh, yeah. everybody this. No, oh, but no, it's no, like, no. it's, it's one of those thing. things, Matt, where like everybody knows how to draw the S, the cool S in elementary school. <laughs> yes. Every the person in flight school knows yeah. this move. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit, we got to be the wingman right now. We got to be the wingman. Of course, Charlie invites him to sit down. Maverick comes on super egotistical. He says, actually, she says, how does this work out for you? He goes, actually, I've only done this twice she goes how how did it work out the first time he goes crash and burn on the first one she goes what about the second he goes i don't know i'll let you know tomorrow and she's like full of fucking shit you will then she says can i ask you a personal question are you a good pilot and he goes i can hold my own she goes good then i won't have to worry about you making your living as a singer and gets up and goes to join her date uh then and, and course, it, was that, it was that moment nick that inspired tom cruise to get a vocal cord transplant he's, he's a better singer now he's much better at it now 100 yeah. he can sing rings around everyone else mm -hmm. uh charlie of course later that, that that night goes to the ladies room and guys do not do this maverick just decides to follow her into the ladies room and even when i was six years old i was like that's weird that's weird <laughs> yeah, yeah. that he did that right uh a little very creepy uh charlie of course shuts him down again the next morning jester uh, in class introduces the team to their civilian specialist call sign charlie and lo and behold uh who should it be it is kelly mcgillis so uh, awesome. this got a let's go out of me yeah. this awesome. i was like oh here we go strap in everybody <laughs> it was a great that was a great little twist when, I, when you first see this uh maverick corrects charlie on her mega uh mega 28 info because uh he's seen one up close she says, you were in a 4G inverted dive with a MiG-28. At what range? And Goose, I love it. He, he looks at Goose. He's like, I don't know. What do you think? Like Two, like, what, two meters? Two, two meters? meters. <laughs> <laughs> and then Iceman, to which, to which Bell cover goes, yeah. bullshit. Bullshit, yeah. <laughs> did, this, did, that, did that start it, by the way? What's that? Did Iceman right here start thing? the, yeah, I think the cough bullshit. to yeah. cover up the thing you're trying mm. to say bit? I like, have to imagine he did. That, that's crazy. I feel like this was like yeah. the this is the inception Everybody of that bit. That. Yep. That's awesome. Of course. Uh, and then Charlie looks at him and says, you're the one. And Tom Cruise smiles and says, oh, yes, ma'am. I love the back and forth right there because she got him at the bar and then he got her right there. And it's it's like, awesome. Yes, here we go. It's so uh, awesome. And, and and everything Goose says and does, and every motion here, every like the, the bromance between them, I just fucking love. I and love I love it. the the, All the we. Well, we thank yeah, you. Yeah, like, yeah. Thank you. Oh, we it's great. And then he goes, What were you doing? He goes, We were communicating. We were communi yeah. communicating it. We were uh we're giving him the bird. <laughs> <laughs> I got a great uh, Polaroid of it. I love that. Anyway, Charlie catches up with Maverick afterwards. She wants to hear about the MIG. And he says, you have security clearance. You can read about it. Of course, playing hard to get. And kind of a little salty from last night. Iceman gives him shit. Uh, for, this is the first time we hear this. For not covering Cougar 6 while he was showboating with a MIG. And love off that. we go on the first hop, which is cool. Maverick, of course, can't shake Jester. So he hits the brakes and Jester flies right by. Uh, they turn and burn and get a missile lock on Jester. But in doing so, they break the hard deck. Uh, but they rejoice and call out Jester's dead. To celebrate, they decide to buzz the tower, which does not go well. Uh, when they get back, Iceman promptly points out that Maverick's win does not count. And then he goes, what's your problem, Kazansky? And Iceman just fucking lays it out. And he goes, you're my problem. You're everyone's problem. That's because every time you go up there, you're unsafe. What a banger of something to call yeah. someone. Like, dad just came. It was like, you're unsafe. You don't know how to change your tire, which is a true story for me. Dude, the, the Jester's <laughs> dead moment of them, like, doing this little, like, practice run <laughs> thing and whatever. It was, like, one of the first times they used the Top Gun anthem as, like, mm -hmm. to punctuate a point there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Jester's dead. Oh, <laughs> like a video game 
same like yeah complete yes thing, yeah it's, it's the winning yeah. anthem it feels mm-hmm. like that like you won something there it's perfect they're about yeah, to show but, play of the game yeah tim you were mentioning how a lot of the music sounds like super like unlicensed there was many moments where i'm like is this is this the music from Contra or something? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. There is one th- there is one sound in this that sounds like the Street Fighter. It may have been that. I just picture like my guy shooting a spread bullet gun like at like random aliens <laughs> in Contra. It's so, so weird. Funny. Anyway, Tower Guy wants some butts. Uh, Jester and Viper are not happy either. Breaking the hard deck is a major no-no because it's super unsafe. Uh, Viper takes a moment to tell Jester that he flew with Maverick's old man. And then Jester says, tell me one thing. If you had to go into battle, would you want him by your side? I think, and Jester says, I don't know, man. I just don't know. He's a wild card. Completely unpredictable. A lone wolf. An army of one. A rogue agent. A Maverick. I don't know. I made some of those up. It's just <laughs> well done. Like, it's so ridiculous. It's so, it's so campy. Goose comes over later to tell Maverick to stop fucking around and stop yeah. living in the shadow of his father's besmirched memory the next day. For the day. first time. For the first time. Yeah. Because I, I, I have I think a wife is, and kid. I, you yeah. can't fuck this up for me. I think this is also where he gives like the great line. It's either this time or the next time where he's like, maybe we could be truck drivers. <laughs> yeah. I could be a truck driver. Dude, uh, this was the first time I noticed this. And, like, this is such a, a Nick thing to notice. It's usually not a me thing. But why did nobody look at Tom Cruise, one of the most beautiful human beings I've ever seen, one of the dopest dudes in the world, just look at him and be like, shave the unibrow, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we, I know. We got to do a little, a little cleansing, a little cleaning. Well, I'm going to tell, tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Break it down, 80s, Nick. I knew you'd have 80s, the, yeah. thick-ass eyebrows were the look. Uh-huh. That was true. Uh-huh. I, I I would be more I would be more questioning why nobody looked at Tom Cruise and didn't realize that he was a solid foot shorter than everyone else on this cast. <laughs> like yeah. he they has try. got to really be hard. he has got to be standing on so many apple carts. Like I, apple I, carts. I, I, I there's just the, a, there's just like a, a PA on the ground just like putting another apple cart below him as every he walks. T- yeah, he's just <laughs> laying a ramp of apple carts. Yeah. And I think oh, it's man. super important that as in the role of Goose is not a super handsome possible lead character mm-hmm. because tom cruise we all know that tom cruise is always like the shortest usually of the cast that he's in but in this one he still looks like the leader because goose is a tall kind of dorky lanky dude mm-hmm. and it plays so perfectly against tom cruise where like if they would have cast anybody else at goose like if anybody else in the movie would have been Goose, like it would have looked like who's, yeah. had been Goose, who's the be main like, character what, what? here, yeah. right? Yeah, so, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want. I, I'm. I'm. No, nah, we're not going to talk about Tom Cruise's smile. Forget it. We'll. We'll move on. <laughs> he's got the middle I, front I, I, tooth. Yeah, he's got the middle front tooth. We you guys know that. that, right? You guys know he's missing a front tooth. No, he's not missing a front tooth. It's just his his his, his smile is off. He's his front no, teeth are, he's are missing shifted one, over. and they shifted them all over. So he, instead of having two big teeth, he just has one. Whoa, really? I just yeah. thought he had two front teeth, but like his no, his mouth was like I shifted. Think, well, we can Google this, but I think the story goes that when he was a kid, he lost the front tooth and had his orthodontist just shift his two teeth over. So when you look at him smiling, he has one tooth that's longer than the rest of them because his other front tooth is gone. Oh, interesting. Is this a, a new podcast and a podcast? Wow. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> just going yeah. to ruin every Tom Cruise movie for you for the rest of your life. Uh, let's say the next day, uh, Charlie and Maverick have some double entendre and Maverick gets an address and a time to show up. Woo-hoo, but wait, 5.30 p.m., Tim, the volleyball game starts at 5. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, Let me tell you something so right good. now, Mike. You, you live in a world 
of fucking digital cool guys and Fortnites and your and your Val- Valorants and all this stuff. And you have your idea of what macho is, right? Andy wins a game and you're like, fuck yeah, so you digital high five each other and you guys work out and everyone's all sweaty and shit. Double. But in the 80s, nothing. Nothing said macho more than a bunch of very, very, very egotistical Navy jet pilots shirtless and greased up playing volleyball i have to imagine on the volleyball sound sand pit in front of the barracks i don't know yeah, where course, they were yeah, yeah. this for uh-huh. sure that is for sure yeah 100%. boys but man I mean, this scene can we, can we talk about slatter's bod i mean this guy's got a bod incredible rick rossovich was man, jacked and my brother is my brother matt scarpedo to this day every time i see him we'll do that pose where he just does like he turns oh sideways God. yeah <sighs> He does I it all the time. I've never put that it. together. I've seen Matt do that. I did not know what <laughs> he was doing. He's just doing. Like, <laughs> You've seen Matt do that. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> I've seen Matt do that. He has reference for it. <laughs> God, it's so good. Anyway, oh. I don't know why they decided to make the scene, but it's great. And it's, I mean, yeah, Rick Rossovich is well, good. The boys um, got. Awesome. They gotta play volleyball, yeah, it's yeah. Totally cool with me, you know. This I mean? is like bonding them. This is exactly. this is a bonding experience. We're flying all day. We got to get active. We got to get outside. Nothing better than hitting the sand and getting over to the court, man. I'm all about it. And there I I go. love like again just like Goose fitting his his personality and his character. Only one with the shirt on. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, so no, yep. are you kidding me? I'm not flexing. <laughs> you want to know why I love Goose so much? Why I will always forever like empathize and like identify with Goose because I was Goose all throughout my childhood. Mm-hmm. I never took my shirt off. If Same everyone had here. their shirts off, I'd have been like, mm, I'm gonna keep this one. The best I could do is sleeveless. That was it. Same, Same here. And then and then Maverick, he's going on a date, and Goose like, hey, aren't are we gonna finish our volleyball game? <laughs> Like, yeah, that's, wants, that's me. <laughs> and to which Tom, I'm sorry. He's like, come on, man. Don't do this to me. I'm like, dude, yeah. it's first off, it's a volleyball game. Second off, <laughs> I got a date. I'm going to go try to have sex with the instructor. Right. <laughs> they, we play volleyball every day. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, so funny. Anyway, Before we guys, move on, I'd be amiss if, if we didn't get into it. Were they bored? Oh, Oh my God, Tim! Oh, I wasn't yeah. ready for this. Can, can, can we vamp a little bit? Can we vamp? Because I gotta prepare it. I gotta prepare it. I'm so sorry. How dare I? It, yeah, I mean, this, but this has got to be the scene that you know made me love volleyball for sure. Well, this yeah. is what this is. I mean, this is again. You want to talk about another iconic scene? This is like iconic scene number two from this movie. This is the scene that people make fun of the most. It's mm-hmm. silly. It's fun. They obviously have in in the new trailer for Maverick. They've got another scene like this where I think they're playing beach football makes a little bit more sense but yeah. yeah this one was one of those well, even when i was a kid i was like sense, volleyball sense. i mean volleyball. you know who did beach football the best point break of course mike that was come on, Johnny, was Johnny, 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 come on kidding me? jesus christ dave day turns into were they born born in labs now it's time to win those Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Rank Those Abs, a podcast within a podcast. Today, we're ranking the abs in the volleyball scene. Number one right now. We're just going to name the players here. We got Rick Rossovich. <laughs> name the roster. We're going to name the <laughs> roster. We got Rick Rossovich as Slider. Uh, we got Val Kilmer as Iceman. And we got Tom Cruise as Maverick. Unfortunately, Anthony Edwards does not qualify for this right. list because he, in fact, just like me at every pool party, kept his shirt on. I'm going to start the bidding and just saying Rick Rossovich looks fucking phenomenal number one compared to everyone else. So I'm going to put him at number one. Who do we think looks better, though? Do we think Val Kilmer looks better? Or do we think Tom Cruise looks better with the shirt off? Tom looks I'd, good. Tom looks Tom really looks good. good. And I'd say what's iconic about Tom's look 
uh, shirtless, but with jeans on, playing volleyball in blue jeans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sand. It's nothing's more comfortable yeah. than cramming sand into tight denim blue mm-hmm. jeans and then going off Getting to a day. real hot and sweaty in there. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we'll put Tom at number two and then we'll put uh, Iceman at number three. Yeah, we'll I'd say Iceman is the least defined, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's got but, the bigger body, Andy, you know what I mean? Compared yeah. to Tom Cruise, he's a little bit smaller, so it really looks out like that. And I yeah, would just Spider, say in terms, Spider looks like he could play Guile in oh. a Street Fighter movie. <laughs> yeah. In terms of just like ranking abs in general, I think just Top Gun and this whole scene just gets high regards. Right, yeah. the volleyball scene. This is an all-time thank you for this, you ab gods out there. Dude, look at Slider in this. Can we right. pull up? Can, is pull it, it up. can I just? Can I gotta pull this up for a second? For a hot second, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna slack this to assets right now because he's just perfect. He oh, was this a dang web file? Forget it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. A web p file. Fuck <laughs> these web p files. Suck. Hold on. I think I can get it. I think Slider. I can get it. There we oh, go. Andy's doing. Can you find it? Can you Look find it? There we go. Body, oh yeah. yeah. Look at all those shots right there. He's bringing. Yeah. All of, all of these incredible he just shots. Just I mean, very, one through four fit. right there. Look at that. One through four. Oh. Let's see. Let's see Val Kilmer real quick. Can we see? Can you put Val Kilmer volleyball scene? I want to see his his. I mean, yeah, Slider's just very very good <laughs> cool. for sure. Slider is Iceman's co-pilot, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, or yeah. Not mm-hmm. co-pilot. He's but just Rio. 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 Yep. His navigator. You know what? I'm not seeing a whole lot uh, of Val Kilmer shirtless. He looked pretty. His chest looked pretty he good. Was shirtless. Oh, like look. Oh, look at the definition right there on the. That, 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 oh, I was clicking on the yeah, right there. <laughs> clicking that's, on the Oh, it's a gif. It's a stupid, it. it's a small gif thing. It. All right. That's well, ladies and gentlemen, that's rank those abs. Thank you for listening to this podcast and the podcast. Now back to your main show. Uh, let's see. Goose wants one more. He's like, I got to have one more. Mav, I got to have one more. But I'm sorry, Goose. It's time to take my breath away. That's right. Uh, God, this movie looks so Ooh. fucking cool. This shot right here where he's driving over to Charlie's house and it's like the sun's going down and it's just mm-hmm. everything's orange and pink. So dope. Uh, I just I want to know who actually I want to look up who colored this because everything looks so fucking rad. Maverick wants to take a shower, which is weird. And when he said that, I was like, that's weird. And then Charlie's like, no, that's weird. You're late. You're sitting here. And I brought you over here to tell me about the MiG-28. Uh, uh, she's up for a promotion and the details of his MiG encounter can make all the difference. Uh, they start bonding a little over music uh, that Char- and then Charlie wears some very ornate boots. And Maverick tells her about his upbringing. Uh, did you know that Tom Cruise only has one front tooth? You can't unsee that now. I put that in here. Uh, Maverick doesn't know much about the details surrounding his father's death uh he disappeared in an f4 back in 65 and everybody but maverick thinks his father uh was at fault but it's all classified so he'll never know for sure spoilers classified. at the end of this movie mm-hmm. and she says is that why you're always second best up there and he says you're you are direct aren't you uh and then tom leans in all sexy and says i'm sorry i was late she says i'm sorry i was a, i was direct and he says no apologies and then she oh, looks back oh. at him and says this is going to be complicated. It's awesome. And it's Come definitely on. to it's me, best line for sure. It's definitely, it, it, it makes me think of the other, the, the great line from amazing Spider-Man when he jumps off the balcony and she goes, I'm in trouble. Yes. Yep. Such a good moment. Uh, and Maverick does what any man would do after hitting on Charlie for weeks straight, only to finally have her given and confess her true feelings. He leaves to take a shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next morning, Maverick gets so in the elevator Apparently, either after a workout or having just swam. So sweaty. So sweaty. Wipe your this face. Is, this is one of the, the reshoots where, like, things are super weird. Because uh, there was, like, they did stuff with test audiences where they're, like, not enough romance in this in this movie. Not enough romance. So they, they did some reshoots, added some stuff. This is one of them. 
So her hair was a lot longer. That's why she's wearing uh, just the hat with no logo. And oh. then, yeah, something else was going on with Tom Cruise's hair. So that they just made him super sweaty and made his hair wet. That makes so you sense. wouldn't notice. That yeah. makes a lot more this sense. Is, this is hands down her look right here. Like when he goes into the elevator, this girl will take your breath away. She's Shoulder so pads. good looking. She looks with like the Sonya Blade. And the hat. And she it's does, like, oh, she looks exactly God. like Sonya Blade. She's <laughs> playing this right now. She looks so good. Of course, Charlie tells him she doesn't normally invite students to her house, but she still has a job to do. And Maverick leans in hard and says, I'm glad we got that straight. Later that day, Goose and Maverick wait for Goose's family to arrive. And his wife is played by none other than peak 1980s Meg Ryan with the iconic Meg Ryan cut. And she is everything. If you don't know who Meg Ryan is because you didn't live through the 80s, just don't watch anything. America, go watch Inner Space. She is America's fucking sweetheart. great. Yeah. She was great. You've got, got mail. Oh, you've got mail. Yeah. Uh, no, not you got mail. The other one she did. Uh, the the first one. She, well, she was mail? into you got mail, but the first one was the Sleepless in Seattle was the one that really yeah. like everyone thinks about. You got mail was like, oh my god, this is these two have chemistry. Let's capitalize off this. It was a senseless money grab, and I stand by that. Uh, <laughs> the next day they go over footage. Of, <laughs> they go over footage of Maverick and Goose's MiG twenty eight encounter in class, and Charlie tells the class that it's a classic example of what not to do this of course pisses maverick off who walks away from charlie like a, ch a stubborn child whose feelings were hurt uh like a little schoolboy, and uh making her literally chase after him on his motorcycle and after she almost causes an accident mm -hmm. he pulls over and he screams at you her he says and you think i'm re re uh, reckless and she says my review of your flight performance was right on but i held something back i see some real genius in your flying maverick but i just don't want everyone to know that i've fallen for you which is not something that any person has ever said since 1945. And then they make out. And then they have sexy silhouette time. And yeah, the blue light of, tongues, just of Miramar's moon. Oh Yo, the amount of tongue silhouette we got in this <laughs> was definitely unjustified. And also the stakes <laughs> raising that they just did to get to this scene is like, Totally this was ridiculous. like their first draft of the script where they're just like, yes. okay, uh, we need them kind of mad at each other, but then she needs to reveal she's not actually mad at him. It's like, how are we going to do that? Well, she's going to lie to the class and then they're going to go through a thrilling chase scene through the fucking city <laughs> where she's going to risk people's lives yeah. just to tell him that he she loves him. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so ridiculous. A guy, she you for do sure, do to suck be on the shadow right. of a doubt, is going to see the next day. No matter what, she knows she's going to see him again. It's not like he's going to run away forever. <laughs> yeah. She's going back to class yeah. the next day. Totally. And also completely destroyed the suspension in her Porsche. And that's an old vintage Porsche. You can't just buy those parts off of the rack. Yeah, those are anyway, cheap. The next day, uh, they face off on another hop against none other than Viper. Uh, Maverick leaves his wingman again to go after Viper, despite Hollywood and Goose protesting, and the two square off. And at first, and this is like this is also, well. if if I may, as Wolfman, this is where we get one of Wolfman's two lines. Obviously, his most iconic: "Holy shit, it's Viper!" Which Love I mean, it. like, holy Come. shit, it's Viper! <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's so that, that was super cool. Uh, and at first, things seem to be going pretty well for old Goose and Maverick until Maverick gets a little too horny and misses the fact that Jester is locked straight onto his ass. And then when they get down, of course, Jester comes over to pay him a nice compliment. He says, that was some of the best flying I've ever seen, right up until the part where you got killed. You never, ever leave your wingman. And Michael Ironside, come on, dude. Yeah, I mean, the come coolest on. fucking name. That's a call mm -hmm. sign right there. He should have been, yeah, he should have been Ironside. <laughs> yeah, cool. the next Karate Kid's own, Michael Ironside. I just wanted to show conquer. off this real quick because this is like some of the worst sucking tongue, though. Just yeah. to be clear, yeah. like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like, they, they could have elevated yeah. this. It yeah. looks really bad. Like, I, it I looks did. like it looks like a 12 year old's <laughs> kissing his teacher. That's why. Um, yeah. It's very weird. 
I didn't anyway. like that because Tom was like up on the bike too, and it's like, come on now, you Bad got elevation. That, you, know? you got yeah, the wrong yeah. angle going on here. I don't like he that. the high ground. Because yeah, he's also uh, she's she's five ten, so he's yeah. you know he's they like got to make up that six. height difference. Yeah, five seven maybe. Uh, let's see. Of course, everyone in the scene is just uh, just hanging around in towels and their little tidy whities and they're all just super wet for no reason. Iceman it's tells so Maverick wet. that it's not his flying, it's his attitude, and Maverick apologizes to Goose. He looks at an old photo of himself and his dad from 65, and the music here is very sad and beautiful. The next day, Goose and his, and his kid <laughs> sing... sad and beautiful. <laughs> 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 uh, the next day we're at the bar and kid and his goose are singing great balls of fire and it's adorable mm-hmm. meanwhile mate ryan embarrasses maverick in front of charlie about that story of penny benjamin the admiral's daughter uh carol who is uh mate ryan's character's name tells charlie that maverick is 100 prime time in love with her and then uh, uh does it also not look like he's flirting a lot with meg ryan <laughs> it's like yo bro it's, it's meg like, ryan like no, i feel like really? that's just meg ryan like that's just her character and I mean, he just listen. like grabs her close and he's like holding on her and looking at her. It felt around. like the big, yeah, it felt yeah. like the little brother big sister where he's like, Stop yeah. saying that embarrassing me, you know yeah. what I mean? Right. Like that right there. And uh, also while while we're here in this scene too, like to go back to the music. So we also skipped over we, we mentioned it once, but uh they played Take My Breath Away four times, I think, mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. band, like since we last brought it up. Uh it's all it's pretty much every other scene. I'm pretty sure they just they play it. A scene happens, they play it again. A scene happens, they play it again. And then, and then yeah, Great Balls of Fire, this is, uh, like, Goose's fourth time mentioning it, and then he gets to sing it. Yeah. My favorite part about Take My Breath Away is they never sing it until the very right. end. Right? Like, it's, it's just perfect. the build-up, yeah. and, like, in your mind, you're singing it because you're like, this is an iconic you know song, yeah. I love this song. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it doesn't pay off till the very end when it finally hits you with Take My Breath Away, and you're like, oh, oh you got They me. took it. They took it. Uh, of course, in this scene, we get my favorite exchange where Meg Ryan shouts out across the bar, Hey, Goose, you big stud, take me to bed or lose me forever. And uh, Anthony Edwards doesn't skip a beat. He says, Show me the way home, baby. Mm-hmm. Later that night, Charlie and Maverick make out near the docks while Danger's home plays. <laughs> and the next morning is Hop 31. This one is for all the marbles. Everyone's They're like, which song should we play? Or just flip a coin. <laughs> we got two. We got two. Flip a yeah. coin. You know what it's like? It's like when you're editing a project, you only have three pieces of footage. You're like, okay, yeah. what do I use here? Yep. Do I use some coming through the door or the car chase? Uh, later, okay, uh, next morning, Hop 31. Maverick and Iceman engage multiple bogeys. Ice tries to get an angle, but he can't. Maverick tells him to wave off, but Ice refuses. Finally, Relenting Ice pulls off, uh, catching Maverick and Goose in his jet wash. Both engines go out, and the plane goes into what's called a flat spin. Uh, pin forward, Maverick cannot reach the controls to punch them out. Goose ejects them, but the G-Force holds the canopy in place, and Goose launches straight into it, breaking his neck on impact. Both pilots land in the drink. Maverick holds onto his best friend's body as the rescue divers plead with him to let Goose go. This scene, this the way it's shot, that the fact that they actually got the, the helicopter the shark repellent, which I always thought was like the most eerie part of this, where it's just that green glow of the water to keep mm. the sharks away. Oh, and, him, and his performance in this was just so beautiful. I it might have been that, that, or might just Wait, need to tell them. I thought it was that. Yeah, the shark repellent. There's no way that's a real thing. Oh, uh, maybe Batman. I'm wrong about. Uh, so it must be that's a Batman. Must joke. Be yeah. I, mean, I was like, I was just with Nick there. I was just like, yeah, yeah. I believe it too. I think I think it's to help find them. It's like that. That makes a lot more sense. That makes a lot more sense. I mean. It no, could be we, shark repellent. Yeah, we so. can't confirm yeah. nor deny if there's shark repellent properties. Told, but you know, it's one of those things where I learned. I, someone told me that when I was a kid, and it's definitely something <laughs> I that, I, that I'm telling you that. 
<laughs> Look, either either way, like it's it's the conviction that makes it Do planes like... have shark repellent? <laughs> I mean, that's so it funny because like that was repellent. the Batman sixty six. Yeah, joke. yeah, that might be where I got it from. <laughs> no, but again, this is like where where this movie just like flips on a dime. Like oh. you're just like, yeah, another day at class. What kind of fun are we yeah. gonna get in today? So and, and again, like. Uh, my my fiance Jessica, she's just like, hold, is he dead? What the fuck just happened? Yeah, it, just, it almost comes out of nowhere. Yeah, dude, it was insane, and I, I appreciate that though, because like this yeah. was just a dumb training exercise, and like that, mm-hmm. like shit can go wrong, and like I and feel like they they gave it the gravitas that it kind of needed, and, like sure. having the scene with Big Ryan and stuff. I was like, I didn't expect oh. this from Top Gun, man. Yeah, and that's like my, probably like my favorite part about this whole movie. I mean, besides the call signs and just being so well casted. Is that again, like Nick mentioned it before, there there's not really a villain to this movie. And so like they're just going throughout their day and, and mm-hmm. then shit happens. And then yeah. there's just that's where the real conflict is, is within Maverick himself. Uh later that day, of course, Viper comes into the bathroom to tell Maverick what he already knows. Goose is dead. Also, Maverick is in his underwear yet again, leading me to believe that naval pilots only yep. wear two things, flight suits and tidy whities mm-hmm. Maverick heads over to Goose's quarters to console Carol, who tells him that Goose loved him, loved flying with him. But he'd have flown anyway without him. He'd have hated it, but he would have done it. Uh, Maverick heads to the hearing, but they clear him of wrongdoing. It was just a freak accident. Viper orders Jester to get him back in the air ASAP, but it doesn't matter because Maverick, like Cougar before, is shook. His new co-pilot, Sundown. Oh, go ahead. This whole bit here, uh, there's a couple things I wanted to bring attention to. One, this was the first time that I noticed, at least in the movie, they called him Maverick by his name of Pete Mitchell. Yeah. 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 And I could not hear it without hearing Nick say it. Uh, I'm Pete Mitchell. Pete Mitchell. Yeah, and I was like, that sucks. Uh, but then the music was so inappropriate during this scene, but it was so incredibly hype. Where it's this like romantic version of the Top Gun theme song, and it just fucking let it ride for like a long time. So long that it ends up just being a really bad like clarinet version of the theme song. And it's like y'all should have got away from this a while back, man. But I love that you committed because here we are, and I'm feeling some shit. Uh, his new po- co-pilot Sundown gives him shit for bugging out. Maverick, of course, explodes at him while Ice and Slider are standing over in the corner watching like John Lovitz from Wedding Singer. Uh, Ice gives Maverick his condolences <laughs> on Deuce. That's a great, that's a great, great reference. reference. <laughs> great reference. Uh, quote, everybody likes him. I'm sorry, which is a very yeah. nice thing for Iceman to say. Uh, Wolfman watches as Maverick quits, and then he calls Charlie to let her know. She catches up with Maverick. And this, this, this is where you say, Mike, is someone was asking if Wolfman is a narc. He's not. He called Charlie. To like be like, hey, I don't want Maverick to quit. Go talk, talk him out of this, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to have one of those boys, right? You got to have one mm-hmm. of those homies who will call the person that you need the most and be like, yo, you got to check on him. But mm-hmm. like, and this is also- where like you want to search into the expanded universe here. Like, how tight are Maverick and Wolfman? That oh. Wolfman knows that they're together. He knows her phone number. I mean, yeah. well, his instructions. Damn, but he knows that, that they're happened. together. It's- all right, and then he cares about Maverick so much that he's gonna he's gonna call her in. It's That's weirdly deep. funny that you mentioned that because a, l- a little behind the scenes trivia is that Kelly McGinnis and the actor that played Wolfman actually were a thing during this movie. Oh, and that's yeah. how he knew her number. Yeah, if you watch, if you watch, uh, if you watch, <laughs> I think it was Val Kilmer's documentary on Amazon. He talks about that where he was like Kelly and and I forget the actor's name, but they're like because they were all like roughly the same age and they were all just actors, and so I guess they had a thing and they were like there's scenes of them like kind of getting snuggly around a fire pit, which is cool. Tom Cruise nowhere to be seen. They were like Tom stayed in a hotel, but we all stayed like hung out and party with each other, which I thought that was pretty cool. Um, 
Charlie got the job at Washington, but unlike Maverick, she wasn't going to leave without saying goodbye. All of this happens, by the way, in like two days. And he's like, it's good to see you. And she's like, I saw you this afternoon. It's very, very weird. Uh, all this is the time is trying to truncate. Definitely another reshoot. Yeah. yeah. Like the, even though like, oh, I got to go to Washington. I was like, did you yeah. ever bring that up before? It's like, yeah, oh, you did. did bring it up. You did. But like this. <laughs> It's happening now? Like, what? Yeah, we needed, like, one scene where she's, like, talking or interviewing with it to really hammer it home to the audience. But it doesn't matter. Uh, like Gwen Stacy. Exactly like Gwen Stacy. Um, and I was going to say, um, Iceman talking to uh, Pete Mitchell, talking to Maverick about him dying was very much like uh, fucking the bad guy in Spider-Man. Flash. Flash, or yeah, for him Flash. being like, hey, Flash. man. <laughs> Yeah, your your dad, right. your uncle died. It sucks, bro. You know, it's very similar to that. A lot of Spider-Man parallels here, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe they stole it all from Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> Charlie tells him to be the best of the best means you make mistakes and you keep going. Uh, but despite her pep talk, Maverick tells her she's too late. You didn't learn a damn thing, did you? She says, except to quit. Maverick heads over to Viper's house, and there's just a random Top Gun hat sitting on a lampshade. Just to <laughs> let you know, it's close to Top Gun. Viper tells him the truth about his father. He's like, I can get fired for this and lose all my credentials, whatever. They won't let me fly again. Uh, but he's like, hey, we were in the worst firefight he'd ever seen. His dad's F-4 was hit, but he stayed in and saved three planes before he bought it. Uh, they were flying in, a, in the wrong airspace, so the Pentagon just lied and covered it up uh, because that was easier than telling people the truth, that they were actually violating some sort of international law. Uh, Viper tells him uh, his options. He says, listen, you've acquired enough points to graduate, or you can call it quits. You feel responsible for good, uh, for, for good and you have a confidence problem. Up there, we got to push it. That's our job, he says. Maverick heads over to Charlie's house and sees her for rent sign. She is gone. He watches fighter jets land all night long and does some heavy thinking. The next day, he heads over to graduation uh, where Iceman and Slider have, are receiving their plaque for being number one at Top Gun like we all knew they were. I put money on it. I won a lot of money when I was, in, when I was a kid. Uh, Maverick, of course, has to swallow his pride, and he, and he walks over to them and congratulates them. Uh, but Viper has to break up the party with some unfortunate news, guys. There's a crisis situation. Oh. <laughs> We've got, we got to go. We got to get pilots immediately. This crisis situation, we got to get pilots immediately over to the Indian Ocean, which is going to take <laughs> at least a couple days, but whatever. It, it, it kind of, I don't know, like part of it kind of reminded me of in movies when there's a bachelor party and they're like, uh-oh, the cops are here. And it's like yeah. an extra thing. To, <laughs> it's like an extra level to celebrate, but they're like, like there's a crisis. Uh-oh, yeah. we're going to get into the sky, everybody. It's very exciting. Yeah. Now, when I was a kid, I always thought this next part was cool because he tells the people, he's like, listen, Ice, uh, Iceman, Slider, Hollywood Wolfman, and Maverick, you're going to go to the carrier back to the Enterprise, but Maverick, you'll get your Rio when you get there. And, of course, when he gets there, his Rio is Merlin, who is Cougar's yeah. Rio, which is cool. I was the thing I badass. don't like about it, though, is Viper says, and if there's nobody there, yeah, call me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, clearly they're setting up Viper to be Would have been way Rio. cooler. Would've I was hoping waiting. for that too is right now. I think that's the best part is that suspense of like, cause then you go down the call sign roster and you're like, who's yeah, he yeah. going to get? Who's the yeah, army that's going to show up. Right. And then it's Merlin and you're like, okay, that's cool. Okay. But like yeah, talk cool. Viper would have been way cooler. It, it would have been way cool <laughs> to not get that line at all. Cause that line is yeah. just to show that, Hey, we he have, confidence. we still have confidence in you. Yeah. We know we haven't, you yeah. haven't lost it. You have a lot of talent. And while that's a cool line to be read, it'd be way cooler if, all right, you know, uh, Merlin's going to be your, your, your Rio or whatever, your gut down there, and he gets down there. Where the fuck is Rio at? And Viper's mm -hmm. like, you know what? I got this, dude. Let's fucking do this. Like, yeah, oh, that would have yeah. been so much cooler, dude. Could have been cool. Uh, of course, they get their their uh, assignments. Ice and Hollywood are supposed to launch first. Maverick and Merlin are going to hang back. But then Ice, Ice just and like Hollywood. A, just, like, just like an – or sorry. Yeah, Ice Hollywood's like – but just but then Ice is like uh, – sorry, St uh, Captain Singer. 
Can I talk to you for a second? You sure? You sure about Maverick here? It, just Maverick here, like four right feet away. He's like, I'm in the room, bro. I can hear you. And he's like, I want to. And he's like, just don't worry, Maverick. So it's going to be kind of sidelined. Uh, Ice and Hollywood launch. Uh, they discover not two, but four bogeys. Wrong. Make that five. It's five versus two now. And they are sorely outgunned. Hollywood takes a missile up the rear and has to bail out. Uh, the orders come down from the tower. Launch Maverick. Ice is in the fight of his life. Uh, Maverick, supersonic. I'll be there in 30 seconds, which is something that my brother and I always used to say when we were getting uh, fast food. Maverick, supersonic. <laughs> be there in 30 oh, seconds. man. Uh, they try to launch two other fighters, but they have some bullshit about catal- uh, the catapults are broken or some shit, which you would think, like, maybe we should have fixed those before we launched any of our fighters. A lot uh, of things we've learned about Nick and his brother. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's just Maverick, supersonic. I'll be there in 30 seconds. You just hear that over the comm is badass. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Maverick arrives on scene, but immediately gets a MIG on his tail, which shakes him. Uh, they fly right through more jet wash, but he finally manages to recover. This time, of course, he's very, very shook. Merlin pleads over the intercom to re-engage, but Maverick disengages. says it's no good. And then you hear someone go, God damn it, I knew this was going to happen. I think it was last man. Merlin screams for him to get back in there and help. Uh, Maverick looks down at Goose's dog tag, which he has just in his hands, which seems very unsafe when you're piloting a vehicle. Um, and he goes, he whispers, talk to me, Goose. And he closes his hands and he closes his eyes for a second and then uh, sees it. Uh, let's see. Then comes I don't know the horse. Yeah, Goose yes. tells him to turn off his targeting computer. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then we see it and we hear it. Mavericks re-engaging. I I hate so I hate cool. it. I hate it. I'll tell you why. I <laughs> so, I love so. the I love the words. I don't need to see it because he's got this smile on his face, and like nobody's smiling in that situation. But he's smiling <laughs> as if the quarterback is running back on the field, like after yeah. he got hurt at halftime. And, and he's like, and also Mavericks re-engaging. Yeah. <laughs> he's got this goofy ass smile. And at this point, I Hollywood and, and Wolfman have been shot down. It's just Iceman against five other. <laughs> bogeys and he's just running for his fucking life and they're like oh he's that here comes maverick guys the re-engaging line as if he's watching the movie with us well that's what's so funny about it because i that's the note i had here i misspelled it but it's the comm see at first right the guy the the guy at the radar and all the people in the in the mission control are like on the bridge are just such characters in this whole thing. They're like yeah. eating popcorn, watching this yeah. whole thing unfold. It's Maverick's so re-engaging. It's <laughs> um, exciting. But it's hype as shit. Anyway, Maverick takes out the first MiG with ease. Iceman banks left and gets a beat on one of the MiGs. Maverick ta- uh, takes his tail. This time, despite a MiG on their tail, he refuses to leave his wingman. Ice takes out another MiG, but the third one opens a flurry of rounds, taking out his right engine. Maverick maneuvers for a shot, but can't get a tone. Uh, the MiG hits them again. Ice on the count of three, break hard right. Ice complies, but Maverick missile goes wide. Maverick gets another tone and takes the shot. Bang, that's three. But they got a problem. They only got one missile left. Maverick bangs hard on the fourth MIG. Classic uh, conundrum. <laughs> bangs hard as the fourth banks hard, excuse me, as the fourth MIG opens fire. And then Merlin notices they're slowing down. He goes, I'm bringing him in close. To which Tim Robbins, the banger line, he's got three in this whole movie. He goes, You're gonna do what? Uh, and he goes, I'm gonna hit the brakes. He's gonna fly right by us, just like they did in the beginning Ooh. of the movie. And he waits for the perfect moment and boom, X executes the maneuver as he did with goose and it works and maverick takes out the fourth mig and with that and if i and i can't blame them the rest of the MIGs see what's going on like this dude just took out three of us and they bug out the day has been won of course maverick uh, on the way back to the carrier requests a fly by the tower and gets the big old negatory uh so he does it anyway and when he lands everyone goes freaking nuts the entire deck crew Run to a side to celebrate the victory. Ice and Slider make it back in one piece, and Hollywood Wolfman arrive in the rescue chopper, uh, presumably not covered in any shark repellent. Uh, Ice calls out Maverick. He says, you, you are still dangerous. You can be my wingman anyway, anytime. To which Maverick replies, 
bullshit. You can be mine. And then the adrenaline subsides and everyone hugs and everyone's cheering and stuff. Dude. And then Maverick takes a quiet moment to reflect and he takes one last look at Goose's dog tags and then hurls them into the raging ocean below. Just I just like imagine the like, fuck you, Goose. <laughs> the, the note they that I had is mine. <laughs> I had the, you're, you're still dangerous. You can be my winged, wingman anytime. BS, you can be mine. Somehow the theme song gets louder at wow. this moment. Like it was going so loud the whole time. And then they say that it's like just yep. multiple decibels higher. <laughs> Dude, this movie was so hard to watch. It's like the dialogue is so quiet and the jets are so loud. <laughs> Yo, the jets sound like cartoons, but I guess yeah. that's just what jets that's sound right. like. Jets it's really fucking loud. crazy, man. I, I think it's also important to to point out here and, and through the whole movie you know, very non-specific bogeys, uh, and then there's no war after this. No. No matter what a, happens, there's no war. It's a minor skirmish conflict. Yeah. As yeah, far as we know, Russia. these are just some pirates, you know, yeah, just some exactly. pirates who stole some planes. Highly just a little disagreement in the skies, yeah. you know? Yeah, you know? That, that's my favorite thing, too, about this whole movie, is I watched the entire thing, just like all of you did. I went into it not having any understanding of just jets and jet battles, whatever. Oh, I had to Google MiGs, yeah. And, for sure. Oh, so did I. So did I. But, like, you know, X-Wings, all that stuff, I can grab my head around. I go, oh, there's right. the Death Star. I understand what the goal is. Oftentimes, I don't really understand what the goal is of what they're even trying to do up there. <laughs> so it was funny. I was, like, trying to keep count of all the people, and eventually like, they just go away. You're like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, again, that goes with like how chaotic a lot of these scenes are. And I think they get better as they as they go on. Um, but like Nick mentioned it earlier, they only have like one shot of them firing an actual missile. Yeah. And so they just have to reuse it and over like and over again. They didn't think to shoot it over it from different angles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, it's just it's just nuts, man. It it can be hard to follow, and then it's that and then all the you know jargon and the terms that they use it's you learn as the movie goes and i think they get better as the movie goes but it's still like it's just a bunch of fun nonsense all of the bad guys are gone good guys are high five that's it that's hit it, the theme baby. again <laughs> by the way it. i just i just want you guys to know that when i was when i was six watching this movie in theaters and he goes you can be my he's like, you're still dangerous you can be my wingman anytime to which tom cruise replies bullshit you can be mine still not a nice thing, not a nice exchange between these two. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like he was like, I'm so sorry I was wrong. I misjudged you. Yeah. It's like, you can still be my guy. And he's like, no, fuck you. You can be my guy. Like, at no <laughs> point did I think these guys were ever going to be friends or fly together ever again or be like, like nice to each other. I just like, if anything, um, it gets you excited for a sequel. Oh, yeah, so dude. Ice versus Maverick. Maybe they'll make one one day. Mm -hmm. uh, Stinger. Asked Maverick what he wants to be stationed next. And he goes, I thought about being an instruction instructor, sir. To which Strickland replies, top gun, God help us. Uh, again, not sure what the value of taking your number one pilot right. and putting him in a classroom is, but okay, cool. Whatever. You got to do it. You got to protect the number one. He's going to train the future. You know what this I mean? This guy took and out knows, five planes. He just took out five <laughs> MiG-28s like that. He doesn't care. They're like, put him back in the classroom. This guy's too good. Mm -hmm. Too good. You got to even the score. Uh, well, there's no in, war. What else is he going to do? You know? Good point. Uh, back in Miramar, <laughs> Tim, that's San Diego for you Northern California mm -hmm. natives. Mm -hmm. Maverick has a quiet drink, but it's interrupted when someone puts on You've Lost That Love and Feeling on the jukebox, and Charlie surprises him. And she, he says, this could be complicated, he tells her. And she goes, you know, the first one, I crashed and burned. And she, and she asks, and the second? And he goes, I don't know, but it's looking good so far. Roll, and then they roll the credits on another just absolute banger from Cheap Trick that sounds a lot like the Street Fighter theme. This is the one I was talking about. And that is Top Gun hell yes it is andy please hit me with haiku and review 
Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If it's not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to write your review in haiku form, just like a couple of you did. I'm actually going to send one to Nick because I feel like he might be. Sure. Oh, no, no, no. This is wrong. That was for a different show. Don't worry about that. Uh, Kessel Winks, sorry. Chippendale Rescue Rangers was on screencast, not in reviews. Mm. No haikus for that sorry. one. Uh, Andrew yeah, Feister cool. writes in saying, flying with the boys. Bad spin killed goose. We're flying. Now with one less boy. Oh, oh no. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burton says, vague enemy threat. This exchange likes, likely means war. Don't care volleyball (laughs) so damn true that's the real war exactly (laughs) let's do a little ragu bagu guys ragu bagu what's up everybody welcome to rag guys talk bad guys here for top gun in review where do we want to rank the nebulous mig 28 russians (laughs) i imagine and now i would say tom cruise's ego for I would say for this, I feel like it, it would probably be more fun if it was Iceman, right? Even though he's not the Bagu, he's he's the rival. He's the antagonist to, for sure. Yeah. That's a good call. Exactly. So we'll, we'll, do and, I, we'll do Iceman. Because we'll this movie, you know, likes to graze over all like the important details anyways and stick with the cool stuff. And that's what's cool is Iceman's the bad guy. I, I know we true. did I know oh, we true. did the call signs. So like that kind of defeats the purpose, but you know, we've had other interviews where we skipped Ragu Bagu and we did Ragu Progu and we we ranked the mm-hmm. protagonists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like this could have been one where we just ranked the pilots. Now, now, how about this? What if, and you know, light spoilers for for the next movie, even though I haven't seen it, this is just based spoilers. off the based off the trailer. Okay, this is based off press press releases. We can do a Ragu Gugu, which is the the goose. We rank the goose. Oh, okay. That's, he he that's can't good. be better than the first one. There's no way. No way. I mean, we can. I'll keep that on the list for next week. I mean, there's only two movies, so we can. And I heard nobody likes Miles Tellers in real life. Is he gonna go with <laughs> Goose too? You know, side topic. Is he going with the Goose? He, he's maybe not like go, maybe no. like GJ Goose, goose, goose Jr. You know? right? No, he's Rooster. Oh, that's Rooster. Yeah, his is Rooster. Yeah. Rooster's way better than Godass. Yeah, Okay, so so right now for Ragu Bagu, we have Iceman. Well, we'll right. have Iceman for number one. We'll put that number okay. one. And then for Ragu Goo Goo, we have Goose. Goose. <laughs> number one. <laughs> and then uh, we got, uh, for the rankings, Top Gun's number one. And, you know, I'm very, very, very interested in, in where number two goes. I've heard such good things. Everyone's glowing about it. And after watching this movie, again, I love it. I love it as an experience more than I love it as a movie. And I have a feeling then number two can take it. So I'm kind of I'm kind of hopeful. I, I'm happy with this being number one for now, but um fingers crossed that that's gonna change later this week. Anyone else have thought? Oh, no? I was say, yeah, no, me too, dude. Listen, <laughs> you, you crush it. it. It's it's one of those things. If you told me that Top Gun was getting a sequel and that it had anywhere, anywhere, any, any shadow of a doubt or a chance in hell, rather, of being better right. than the first one, I would have been like, no freaking way. Yeah. But wh- but seeing that trailer and seeing the reactions from this and just understanding, like, Tom Cruise's, his lineage of, of the last, like, 10 movies that he's made, we don't talk about that Mummy movie. Um, and we don't talk about Vanilla Sky. We don't talk about that Night and Day with Cameron Diaz. Every other movie he's movie. made beyond that is is just a banger. And he's got he's just a tr- tremendous 
He's one of the last great, like, Hollywood film stars. Jack Reacher. That he's putting in. Jack Reacher was good. The second one, Dog, dog Water. Uh, and he's putting it in this one. He's putting his all in this one. So I'm very excited for it. And I think that, like, I, I, I hate to say it, but I think the second one could be better than the first one, just based on what I, I've seen. I think it will be better. Uh, I mean, just watching that trailer in the Dolby Theater, I mm-hmm. leaned over to Tim and I said, Jets are fucking cool. Like, and Jets being portrayed in a modern movie where technology has gotten to a point where you can do jet fighting justice mm-hmm. in the way that they have these IMAX cameras with incredible shots. And like, even in this one, we got a couple cool shots of like, oh, that that's a real shot showing yeah. the wing of the plane in the back and yeah. behind what's what's being seen. But it's clear that so much of this is being uh, shot um well, oh God, not digitally, but let's see. Practically, um, practically, practically yeah, that's the word I was yeah. looking for. Um, it's clear that there are so many real moments in this movie, and it's going to be like a spectacle with how loud it's going to be in there. I'm definitely going to bring my headphones to him to kind of just, it gets a little too loud for me sometimes, Nick. I got like the, the high ends just get piercing for me, and I need I to totally watch out for that. Handy, but yeah. But if you do this, I'm going to take those headphones and just throw them in the garbage. You need to just have this at full volume. You full better max. not. Eleven. Throw them into the ocean. Throw them off the aircraft. Yes, yes. So <laughs> Kevin, you, Kevin, Joey, and Blessing uh, already got to see the the second one. So we have a spoiler free review up right now on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny on the screencast. Uh, but we're going to be returning later this week for Top Gun Maverick, adding to this in review series. I'm very excited. I'm actually seeing it tomorrow night for the first time in 4DX. <laughs> Do fucking it. can't wait for this experience everybody i'll be joined with kevin and that's going to be a lot of fun uh before we leave though matt batson where can people find you you can find me on twitter at matt s batson and find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash gino vii hell yeah Val Kilmer shirtless in volleyball scene i gotta see for yeah. myself yeah go see for yourself nick yeah. and while nick does that Let us know in the comments below what you think of Top Gun, how excited you are for Top Gun 2, and until next week.